Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, I was not expecting to do this episode of the House of L podcast this week, but stuff happens sometimes and it's weird. So check this out. I had a conversation with Dwayne Peavy, the athletic director at DePaul. It'll be out next week. And so I was like, you know, I should probably check in on some other schools too. College basketball season is starting up. I usually, whether it's the radio show or the podcast, we usually go around the the area and talk. I love talking about local college hoops. And so, at the same time, one of the guys that I know at Chicago State was like, you should talk with Elliot Charles. And I've had conversations with Elliot Charles before. And I was like, yeah, I'm down to talk with Elliot, especially after I talk with Dwayne. Why not? And he dropped a bomb on me. And that is the the whole point of this interview that I have. Like, we talked about Chicago State Athletics overall and the things that they are hoping for. And trust me, the people over there on 95th Street, they know what the reputation and the history, the recent history of Chicago State Athletics has been. And it seems like Elliot Charles is trying to change some of that. So inside here is some news. It's the first time really that House of L gets to operate kind of as a, a, a news podcast. I mean, I threw the news out on Twitter, but I'll let you hear the context inside of this interview. Chicago State has started a feasibility study to figure out if they can add football. I, I'm i as shocked as you are. But it's been a minute since, I mean, honestly, it's been like 100 years. Well, not 100, but 80 years since the city of Chicago 
has had a relevant football program. You have to go back to Stag's University of Chicago teams. And if you go all the way back, I think it's episode five of this podcast, so when we started in 2018, there's a real history of University of Chicago football that is worth your time. It was the Alabama of its day back then. Anyway, I wanted to know more about this. So I had a conversation with the athletic director, Elliot Charles. Chicago State is going to at least explore adding football. I don't know if they can do it. I don't know if there's going to be enough funding for it. It is an interesting prospect. This is my conversation that I had with Elliot Charles about Chicago State studying whether or not they should add football on the House of L podcast. I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to have perspective because um, I'm constantly grinding, looking for new opportunities for the university. Um, but when I do come up, you know, here and there, I, I do see kind of marked accomplishments that we've had over the past two years. I'm coming up on two years. And um, to look at 10 years of athletic directors and to see who's lasted this long, uh, that that by itself is a bit of an accomplishment. And to look at the uh, what my tenure has looked at looked like under the uh, the pandemic and all that's going on, and I mean that, that that I have to take a step back and I have to say, okay, well, a lot of change, and we've navigated, we've moved forward, and so I'm doing well. I'm doing well when you think about it that way, right? Um, but I have benchmarks, man. We're we're sticking with Pareto's principle in the building right now. I have a top 20%, my vital few that I really focus on and, you know, trying to get those things done. We got to find a conference home. We got to up our revenue. We got to get people in the building. We got to win in basketball. So I, it's a little hectic for me right now, but I'm doing really well. How, how hard is it to live in the space without a conference? I, you know, I think, well, on one hand, I'm like, well, there's major opportunities when you're not uh, bound by membership agreements. There are things that you can go out there and look to do that, you know, might be innovative and creative. But when we talk about longevity of programs, the brand of Chicago State Athletics, obviously going back to the uh, traditional conference membership model is, is is a good safety net to have. And, you know, I mean, I think it's a major part of what we're trying to do as a university. So, you know, um, that's a big part of the grind right now. Basketball is Chicago State's front porch. Like this is, this is the thing that, that hopefully is going to bring people in. Where do things stand with the basketball program? What are you, what are you hoping to see in the 2021-2022 season? I mean, I just met with these guys today uh, to reaffirm what our goals are. I mean, we want to see improvement, but internally, we, we want to figure out how we get to 20-plus wins. We're trying to figure out what that formula is. I mean, that's that's what's guiding us. Um, will we be happy with, with some improvement? Will we be happy with, you know, attracting a different echelon of recruit? Sure. Will we be happy with, you know, having a better in-game experience and more fans? Sure, 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 all that checkbox. But we're really trying to figure out how to win 20-plus games. You know, I think being at 358 or 356, depending on what consensus poll you look at, you know, I think people would think that's a joke, but, I mean, that's what's guiding how we operate right now. 
what's scheduling been like? Like this is, you know, the that that frontier. And I know there was probably some stuff that was already in place before you got here, but how do you put together a schedule for the basketball program? Well, I mean, we start with um, being a little open-minded. I mean, you know, the pandemic has cut revenue in half from a game guarantee perspective for institutions that rely on it. So to just sit here and say, hey, we're going to make all of our money playing seven to eight, five games, it's not possible. And so um, taking a different approach to where looking at other revenue opportunities that are tied with some of our games as opposed to just having all the revenue come through the game. Uh, but, you know, five Division One home games, non-conference home games this year uh, before we even get into conference play. And uh, that's, that's just a major part of our strategy. Opening week this year, we, have, we start with two home games against Division One opponents uh, at St. Thomas, their first uh, Division One game um, ever. And then um, SIUE, which is a return game. And so I've used some of these games to our advantage. Uh, it's a partnership between me and my head coaches in general. But for basketball, we really, really, really focus on what, what's a winnable game and whether or not we can establish a longer-term relationship with scheduling. So we're looking at a lot of returns. We're looking at guarantees mixed with returns. We, we're trying to be outside the box. Whenever I talk about Chicago State, I I try to be as fair as possible. I have some love. and We've talked about this. My dad taught there for a really, really long time. So I have a lot of love for Chicago State. I guess my question to you is, like, what, what are things that you wish more people knew about Chicago State or things that you would like to push back on as far as what the reputation is of Chicago State? Hmm. I have a list, like a, and it's a list that I'm constantly talking to President Scott about. I think the commitment by campus, the collaboration across divisions to really see that the student athletes are having a successful experience, you know, academically, that, that's been a commitment that, that was here way before me or many of my predecessors. You know, I'm living off of the legacy of that the foundation was built. Our graduation success rate has hovered, you know, at 79% and plus for the last four or five years. I mean, there, there are a lot of institutions that can't claim that. Um, our GPAs, our departmental GPA being 3.0 plus, that, that, I mean, those aren't just things just, you know, sniff at, cough at, you know, those are, that's hard work that went into laying foundation of consecutive um, semesters of great academic performance. Now, from a funding perspective, uh, we've worked very hard, our institutions work very hard to fully fund scholarships across all of our programs. That seems to be a surprise to people. And without going, you know, I'm not going to go down every single program, but at All American Track and Field, you know, a uh, four by relay team, you know, the last two years, you know, um, <laughs> we had we had some notable accomplishments in tennis. Uh, this year, we've knocked off Big Ten teams in multiple sports. Um, you know, we we have a, a former men's basketball player right now that's active on a G League roster. You know, it's, it's just there's the fact that the story hadn't been told doesn't mean that there's not rich, rich history. And our history goes back to NAI, right? It goes back to very successful women's tennis program in the 90s, um, a national champion swimmer. There's, there's just a lot there. Um, and we've been competitive in our early years in Division One. It's just we were unique. We made the leap from NAIA and 
you know, funding was something that came up as a problem in the past. But when you actually come visit us, you'll see how beautiful some of our facilities are. And it's just, you would think by reading the blogs and some of the stories out there that that's not the case. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So what's next? Like, what, what are the things that you're hoping to get accomplished at Chicago State? And, and do, you, do you ever have to stop yourself from thinking too big? Hmm. So I'm going to answer the latter first. No, I, and I think I don't stop myself from thinking too big because just like the uh, 20 plus win um, goal we have in men's basketball, you know, my goal when I come into work is to think about what is beyond the boundaries that are perceived. You know, I, I don't, I don't come into work and say, okay, here today, this is my limitation. You know, like I, I try, I try my best, whether it sounds ridiculous or not to analyze what the opportunities are in front of me. And um, like coincidentally today, we, uh, we have a joint venture with a company out of South Carolina called Bandwagon. They uh, generate NFTs. And we were trying to think outside the box this summer about how to promote our tickets other than just getting out into the community. And we said, let's, cre let's create some collectibles, some tradable items, collectible items uh, being an NFT. And so we launched our NFT uh, collaboration with Bandwagon today. Um, in combination with season ticket sales. Um, for me, what's next though, is looking at what sports we offer, what's sustainable from a revenue standpoint, you know, what, what does our overall model need to look like from an expense standpoint? I mean, I've done this work, but now with conference alignment and all that going on and, and TV deals being the way they are, it's, it's we really have to look at what the Chicago State Athletics look like uh, in the next three to five years. You know, what sports should we offer? What do we need to build? What do we need to maintain? And how aggressive do we need to get on, um, you know, funding our recruiting and, and going out there to get students that can win? Well, you said that you were looking at, like, all different ways to expand and, and you're looking at different conferences and that. Does that mean that you guys will explore sports that we would never think of? You know, like, if you look at the, the schools in Chicago that are here, none of them have a football program. Is that something that can be explored at Chicago State? Yeah, and so Division One football, right? You know, um, none of them have a Division One football program here in the city. And so for me, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right away, one of the first thoughts I have is what are ways that we can be innovative and attract students to our institution? You know, and, and athletics being the front porch, what we do here in many places, the thought was, okay, well, if you take a look at what football brings uh, and if we were to study it, what would be the immediate impact to the institution in the campus community? And so with football comes looking at other things, you know, other sports, other, other participation opportunities for the rest of your student population. But, you know, we, we are definitely looking to start uh, a feasibility study and that's paired up with what we're, uh, what we're looking at from a conference membership standpoint. Wow. Uh, okay. That, that 
changes the line of questioning a little bit. So what goes into a feasibility study if and and we're talking FBS, FCS, like what 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 are we talking about here? Well, I think I think feasibility alone, I mean like right away, you know, you said the word feasibility, you think about dollars, right? Dollars and risk. And so that's where you start. Uh, but from a modeling perspective, my expectation of of looking at potential opportunities starts with modeling it all out. So option one being, you know, non-scholarship football at the FCS level. Option two being FCS traditional, right? Option three being FCS path to FBS. Option four being, okay, well, is this even logical, right? (laughs) You know, option four being like the whole hodgepodge of everything. Is it gonna actually even make sense to do? Uh, what what do we need to start it? You know, is there needed? Is there seed gifts needed? Um, what other sports come with it to offset it from a gender equity standpoint? Um, you know, there's just there's just so much to look at. But from a feasibility study standpoint, you know, we want to look at okay, what's the impact on enrollment? What's the impact on funding? What's the impact on insurance costs? What's the impact on residents' life? You know, where will students live? Uh, there's there's sections to it, right? There's a whole breakdown of, of where we start and end with this, uh, but there's also that community engagement piece. It's presenting this to university leaders, um, you know, and there's been conversations about what a feasibility study will look like, but but at this time, you know, we're moving forward with, with starting one, and um, we're just working through the final steps of, of getting that going. Wow, that's a, that is ambitious, man. <laughs> like, that is that is super ambitious. So what I know that you know you, you come from Clemson, like you've got the football background. Was did that play a role in was that something that when you took the job, you had in the back of your mind of something that you wanted to explore? Well, so I came from Clemson, right? But I also had been at um FAMU. FAMU. I also helped uh, USF turn their football program around under, you know, Coach Taggart. You know, I spent, that's my alma mater too, you know. So I, I think, I think I came here and I was at NIU too. We had success. We, we went to the Orange Bowl uh, right after I left when I was at the MAC office. So I got to live vicariously through them while I was at the MAC office too. You know, I came in with ambition. I came in saying I wasn't going to have a firm plan. I made a, I made a first year plan. Um, and I've been building a strategic plan ever since because I didn't want to form fit what my thoughts were on, on this institution. I, I wanted to learn what was possible here. And, you know, I, I can storytell and talk all day, but it took listening to, to hear what may be the will of the community, you know, and um, I, I think with so much going on in how college athletics landscape is changing, you, you gotta, you gotta look at what's there. I mean, Esports was, I mean, that's a hot topic still, right? But the the whole um, the whole pumping of it, promoing promoing of it, and everybody doing it, it felt a little flash in the panish, you know, like uh, it was the hot thing to do. Um, you know, when you look at offering other emerging sports, that can be great to do as long as it's something that matches up with the community and your interests of your students. But football is is one of those things that will offer you tangible first and second year impact right away um, to your institution, no matter where you are. Like it just, 
it could do some great things for the school. I, th I think at the end of the day, though, we have to prove concept that we can actually be successful in athletics, that we have support services in place. Um, and then you model up, you scale up from there. So I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little concerned about maybe that proving concept topic because we're just now starting to show we can win. But I, the timing, I, if I, at the end of the day, the timing will, will dictate what I go for. Just because I'm not prepared or we, might, we may not be fully prepared as an institution to just leap into football, we're not going to miss the opportunity um, to potentially look into something great for our students um, because the time is actually now. What Our time is up to, to look at opportunities like this. We really got to move forward with all that's going on in the industry. Wow. So in people that you've talked to around the university, are, are you – have you already gotten the people have been like, no, it can't happen, or are people intrigued by the idea? So as with many uh, discussions, strategic discussions, I think I've, I've done a good job at sparking interest and in, in getting honesty and feedback from people. Um, a big part of this is now completing the study and bringing it forth to my you know, executive leadership and, and to others in, in our board and our community and um, potential donors and foundation and alumni. There's some, there's some pretty big groups that have to sit and, and maybe hear, um, you know, what, what all goes into it, right? And, and to determine if it's actually uh, financially possible. And so I think the feedback around the campus so far about the idea of even looking into it has been positive. Um, but it's also something that we don't wanna roll out and stumble on, right? We really want to be honest about the idea of looking into it and, and, and determining as a group across all those groups that I mentioned, if we're all willing to, you know, make this happen, if it makes sense. This is ambitious, man. I, I wish you a lot of luck. How long do you think that, how long will you put this under study before a conclusion is reached? So, um, uh, not to answer your, your, your question with like a really um, vague or obtuse answer, but, you know, I think I'd really like to have um, teeth around what all this means by February. Um, looking at potential spring 23 initial uh, implementation. Um, but, you know, that could get pushed back just a little bit, depending on what happens. So, I think what I want to do is have a complete model. I want to have a complete model with a almost almost decided path. So out of the four or five paths that were listed, you know, having one or two selected the top two, and then being able to say by the end of spring 22 that we'll have a firm plan um, as we go into deciding our, our, our proposed budget for the 22-23 year and 23-24 years. Wow, I appreciate you telling me all of this, and I, I really do think it's ambitious. I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to talk to my dad about this and see where he – I'm curious what he has to say about this and whether or not it can be pulled off. Um, but as usual, man, I, I love talking to you, and I, I hope that this works. I really – I hope that all of it works. Like I, like I said, I have a lot of affection for Chicago State, so I hope that – I like that you're going at it from an ambitious standpoint. 
And you're saying we don't have to be what we've been. We can be what we're going to be. That That's a cool thing to do. So good luck, man. I'm going to get this out. I'm going to let people know what's going on. Yeah, pl- please do. But, you know, like there's other steps that are happening um, to lay the foundation with it. We just announced a sports medicine, sports medicine partnership with uh, Weiss Hospitals. And they're offering us a lot of services uh, that will allow for us to, you know, tackle, for lack of a better term, you know, something as ambitious as adding a sport like football. You know, um, we're also looking to figure out what our um, revenue share slash corporate sponsorships partner is going to be. Um, that's been a two-year kind of a journey, figuring that out through the pandemic. So once you get that in place, that's another big step, you know. Um, Right now, currently, as part of the Western Athletic Conference, we have an expanded deal with ESPN coming out of our membership, coming out of our um, our membership next year when we leave the WAC, you know, there'll be other television opportunities. So we're not we're not saying football and then what we're saying, here's what and then maybe football or then maybe sand volleyball or then maybe whatever works, whatever the community is saying um, makes sense. And, and if we can pull it off, we're, we're going to try to, you know, I. It's ambitious, but uh, this, you know, we want Chicago State to thrive and we want to bring back some of that, you know, great liveliness uh, to campus. And we're starting to see it. Midnight Madness was a great indication of the direction we're heading in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.